Good morning, new tonight. How are you guys doing? My name is Ryan. I am the producer of the Building Gray Sales Teams podcast, and I am here to give you guys the best of August of 2023. This will be the second best of August episode, which is super exciting because that means we've been doing this for almost two full years now, and it has just been a wild ride. So I'm going to hit that intro, and without further ado, let's get started. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. So we talk a lot about building great sales teams and we talk a lot about the operation side of that. This episode, I want to focus on the operational side of building your great sales teams. The first episode that I want to highlight, we only got two today, but the first one that I want to highlight is going to be Scott Ramage. Please forgive me if I said that name name wrong, but Scott, he helps individuals find virtual professionals. I know we've all heard the term virtual assistant, but they are so much more than that, and I'm going to let Scott take that over heard the term EAs all over the place virtual assistants you know i have three of them myself but one of the things that i appreciate about your onboarding form is you put in virtual professionals and i always feel silly calling my team virtual assistants because you know i've got a social media director on my team i've got a systems director and then a um a systems builder is is their titles and they are so much more than assistance. So I'm guessing that's why you use that term. Yeah, you know, as I've kind of traveled through this journey of leveraging VAs, we'll use VAs for a second, mm-hmm. and really have really dove into the just the the whole pool of amazing people available. And the more I got to know them and use them, I realized these are people that are so dedicated to what they're doing. When you find the right mindset, when you find the right team member, the dedication is above and beyond. And one thing I feel like in, in not to knock our culture, but there's not a lot of people that act professionally, work professionally and really go all out. And I've just been blown away over and over and over again at the professional level of a very good VA. And I was talking with my lead, VA Chloe, and she's like, you know, we're, it, I love uh, that we're really giving a lot of opportunities to Filipino virtual assistants. Yeah. And at, that conversation evolved. And within like 10 minutes, we, we landed on virtual professional. And from that moment on, we've worked really hard to integrate it into our, our language with the team directly with all of the VPs, not, not VAs, VPs that we work, we have, we contract with, and it's just been an incredible journey. And I believe it lifts them up as well. And it really exudes exactly what's going on. Professionalism. I think that's fantastic. And I, we are immediately going to start doing that and trying to, it's tough to rework the terminology because that's the understood nomenclature. Um, But I think it's a necessary evolution because they have, they've become team members, they've become, and in my mind, employees in every sense of the word, and um, they've enabled us to do some amazing things in our business. And it's not because they're cheaper. It's because 
like you just said, the the dedication to work, the professionalism, like you have to peel them back like a layers of an onion because they're going to maintain that professionalism. You know what I mean? Because they're, they've been trained to do so by all the different, you know, fortune 500s that I've hired them in the past. And now that they're, it's becoming more common for them to work for small businesses and they're understanding their worth. Uh, I think, uh, I think moving to that, to that nomenclature is, is a lot more important and, and, and you are, they become part of your culture. And now, you know, I know who's got kids and who's taking care of several generations of their family and, and all that kind of good stuff. Who's working on their diet and exercise. Who's, who's doing G code, you know, who's doing all these different things that we've integrated into. So yeah. go ahead. I, one of the things that really sits with me is when I first started my very first agency, which is still in operation, um, that is completely ran by my Philippine team, which is insanely awesome. So built a business, an entire business, and that's just running over here. I'm just leading it. And uh, what, what really kind of stuck at that point is we had clients coming in and, and utilizing our team. And I started to notice almost a dehumanization that was occurring on a lot of on a on a lot of levels and so i had to like sit back and start to really work with the client on hey this is a human they're performing at top level for you and so i had to work really hard at education and it was like these clients would come back and like i can't even believe i sounded like that i can't believe i talked to the you know the virtual professional that way and so for, for me, it's also this point of, I want to really educate just because they live somewhere else does not mean, or they live in a place where the pay is much different. Mm -hmm. That doesn't dehumanize them. They're right. educated, they're super professional. What I love about uh, sourcing from the Philippines specifically is that culture of their, their loyalty and the honesty and they do, have this like separation they they perform at a very professional level but over time you can peel back that onion and get to on a personal level and man that's where the real magic happens so a lot of it was education as well i absolutely love that episode and i was super excited that we get to highlight our team again we have so many great um virtual professionals that assist us in making everything that we do worthwhile um they right now is only two, but we've had several in the past and uh, they, they're, they're great. Nika and Kathy make our job so much easier. And just like Scott was saying, there's this professionalism that they have that, again, is, is, is unmatched in our native culture in the United States. And it's just it's wonderful to see them uh, be a part of the team and take everything that we need for them to do operationally speaking and going above and beyond to make sure that everything runs super smoothly and just makes myself and Doug look good to our clientele. Um, the next person I want to highlight is Eric. Eric is going to sound so much smarter than me. He has an accent. I know, I know you guys love that kind of stuff, but Eric is going to be talking with Doug about team development. This is something that, you know, we also like to do. We, Doug mentioned in that last clip was G-Code. We were doing G-Code as a company and it was, you know, all around a good thing. And that was the way that we developed as a team together. Um, I'm going to let Eric take that over. Let's 
take a look. The question is, in, in your eyes, what is the development piece and what is the team building piece? So coming from a sales background, yeah. the team building piece was always the sales games that contributed to sales product knowledge and training, right? But they were games, so they were fun. And, you know, we created a sense of camaraderie and even broke the team into different teams to compete, right? Mm. And so that was a big part of the team building, you know, and then another part was weekly, you know, team nights is what we would call them, where we'd go out, we'd break bread together and we'd go, you know, like Dave and Buster's, we'd go play games and stuff like that and do all that. And of course that demographic was 20 to 30 years old, you know, so it was easier to do that type of stuff, you know? Mm. Um, and then the development piece was bringing in speakers, you know, bringing in um, subject matter experts, as well as, you know, obviously the internal development that we always do. But in, in your eyes, what is that development and team building? Yeah, I mean, I think you you nailed it, which is that uh, team building is just the, the term that we've become so accustomed to over time. And I think for many people, it, it means different things. Initially, when I actually started my, my, my business, I, I wanted to hinge on this idea of team building all the time, because to me, team building is that we are building into the team. We are building in practices and behaviors and mindsets into the team that's going to help them to progress and move forward. But over time, I realized actually this positioning wasn't helping me because when you go and Google team building, all you'll pretty much find for the first page or two of Google is going to be different activities to do, like escape rooms and weekends away and whatever. And so there's a a very clear line to draw between or actually let me phrase it differently i think team building is broken out into two different activities and you you uh, nailed it on the head which is that one part of it is bond building that we need to have people who are close together research has shown us that people who have friends at work for example uh, stay longer at work they're more productive at work so we need to have those close relationships at work and that's the bond building part of it but then we also need the team development part of it, which is mostly the part that's lacking because team development can't be sporadic. That's the part that we need to have continuously happening in the background. And for most teams, unfortunately, that's just from what I've seen, it's missing because we don't have structure around it. We don't have goals around it. When you look at most big organizations, what do they, they have a, a personal development plan, a PDP, but how many of them have team development plans? Very, very few. And I've made a point of speaking to as many large organizations as I can about this. I'm like, okay, so you guys have all your, your people on a specific track, a personal development plan is going to take them from point A to point B. Um, so you value having a plan of action for moving someone from where they are to where they could be. Cool. So tell me about your team development plan, because surely it's the same thing. Surely you value moving your team from where they are to where they could be as well. And you have a plan for that. And it turns out we don't. So I think just to what you were saying, both components need to be present for us to be building the team holistically. Oh, I love that. And I can see how in my years of business, I've been guilty of doing the same thing where yeah. it was developing the individuals, but not developing them as a team. The team was more the fun stuff. You know, there was yeah. no nothing to develop cohesion or develop uh, best practices or, or culture in that sense. And so I can see how easy it could be to, to forget that piece of it. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't blame leaders for this happening because 
we aren't trained on how to build teams. It's something that for most leaders, you kind of fall into, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, especially, you start your business because you love the thing that you're doing. And then at some point you become a leader and now you have to figure out this people side of things. Same thing if you're into organization, at some point you, you start somewhere, you work your way up, eventually you become responsible for people in a team and you don't know what to do in that situation. So I don't blame people for not knowing. Um, there's a reason why people like you know, us exist. We, we uh, become obsessed with the subject matter for them to tap into while they do what they do, we get to do what we do. Um, one thing I do, I do wanna say though is, I think where, where some leaders think they are doing the team development part, but they aren't, is that they have these weekly meetings. And in these weekly meetings, they have a self-development component in it. You know, so it's like your weekly hands-in, whatever, or uh, a Monday morning meeting, for example, that's maybe the more, most popular one. And yep. in that session, you'll have like a self-development component to it. And that feels like team building because the team is present for the exercise and for the content. But what's actually happening is that you are doing personal development at scale and not team development. And it's important to be clear about those two different things. That personal development at scale means that you are bettering the individuals. And of course, they spill over into the team. But team development requires us to do specific exercises related to collaboration collaboration and cohesion and performance within the team and in those dynamics. So it's totally different. And I think very often we feel like we're doing it because we're doing the sort of development at scale thing, but it's not team development. I, I also love this. I think August was probably my favorite month for guest episodes. Personally, um, I, I absolutely agree. Like there is, there is this stigma where you, where you're doing something as a team, it needs to be just the fun stuff. It needs to be um, bonding, right? Like where you have to like go to Top Golf, go to uh, Dave and Buster's, all these things. That's just like let's not think about work or how to do work better. It's all about hey, let's let's do fun things together. Right. And that's, you know, there's a time and a place for that. And I, I believe that all of that is necessary. Right. Um, I don't think that anybody who doesn't feel like they can enjoy themselves at work is going to stay in a position for a long period of time. I believe that to be 100 percent true. Now, the caveat to that is if all you're doing is the fun stuff and all you're doing is creating this environment where your employees get to have fun, then you're not going to have growth in the business. That's where the team development comes, where it's everybody on the team is developing towards something in the future. Does that have to be um, structured? I don't believe so. I don't think it needs to be 100% structured, but it should be something that you are checking in with your team on like, Hey, what books are you reading? Hey, what have you done to, you know, get better skills at what your, your job is. Um, one thing that we did as a team was, was G code. I said that, uh, another thing was Doug wanted us to read rocket fuel, which is, you know, it's, it's a good book. I, I recommend it to any entrepreneur that is out there. One thing that, um, I got from Doug to do a lot more of is reading. As you guys can see, I have this bookshelf here now that has a few books that I've been uh, blessed by in my own personal life. 
But that team development, that individual development that's also going to benefit the team is, is super important past just the fun stuff that you guys get to do as a team, um, which they they drew a line is bonding. So those are the two episodes that I want to highlight in the month of August. As always, I'll have the link to the full episode in the description below. And if you could please like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and join our Facebook group at Building Great Sales Teams on Facebook. Again, that is Building Great Sales Teams. We would love to have you guys join us and let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We sure do appreciate it. As always, be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Building Great Sales Teams, so you can get daily tips on how to get your sales team built brick by brick. We'll see you there.